And, you know, it's all good, right? God was just meeting me where I was at. But about the time that I got married, you know, I had a lot of stress. There was a lot of stress going on with my life. And at the time, you know, there were a lot of external things happening to me. My mother had had a stroke when I was in college. So, you know, I was helping to take care of her, and then I started a job. Um, I had just finished, um, by the grace of God, grad school. And, um, you know, there's just a lot of things about myself, you know, that I was going through. Um, There was a stereotype about me. (coughs) If you look at me, people thought, you gotta be this left-brainer, straight-brain person, right? No, no, no. I'm opposite. The opposite of that, okay? So there's these expectations put on me. Now I have two older sisters and they're really, really smart, right? I took that upon me. So I was starting to live out of that, of making decisions out of pleasing people, right? I was, I was just trying to do everything I can to, to make it seem like, okay, if I made it okay for you, you know, then it's okay with me. You guys get it? Oh, yeah. Some of you have been there, right? Oh, yeah. No, but some of you have been there. Okay, all right. <coughs> well, um, probably within a year after Clayton and I got married, um, I, was, I was pretty ill. I, mean, I was going to doctors and doctors and doctors, and, you know, I, they couldn't really diagnose me. I think it was just a lot of stress and fatigueness was setting into my body, right? So we, we ended up going through marriage counseling. And started marriage counseling. And I have to tell you that before that, my, my thoughts about counseling was limited to before you get married, just go see the pastor. That's, that's the limit that I had on counseling. And we were taught, you know, and God bless the people, that if you went to counseling, you had something really, really, really wrong with you. So avoid it at all costs. Right. Well-meaning people. I'm serious. Okay, in my circle. Um, so, started going to this wonderful counselor, and I really liked it. I really looked for it every week, and you know, digging deep, digging into my past, my childhood, how I thought. And at the same time, as God was doing this rotor rooter house cleaning deep within me, I was really feeling this deeper connection with. And I would, we started going to this other church, and whenever we got into worship, the songs would just deeply connect with me, and I was just bawling, and I'm, I'm crying, and I'm like, what is this, you know? I'm not, I don't know what this is. I hadn't had a grit, right? I just knew, you know, in your spirit, even though it's not here, it does not register, in your spirit, you'll know. In your heart, you'll know that it's God. So... So I, it just kept going, and then out of desperation, you know, all this time I was going to churches that um, were really great Bible teaching on, you know, churches, right? God bless them, because I wouldn't be standing here if it wasn't for my experiences with all these other churches. Okay. Then, because I was not getting diagnosed, right? I can't tell you how many doctors I went to. I got desperate. And I started to say, okay, God, you said in the Bible you heal people, right? You said, I'm going to go look for that, all right? I'm going to go look for that. And so I had, I had um, gone to 
a seminar at a church, and the speaker was a person from Desert Streams Ministry. Have you heard of Desert Streams mm-hmm. Ministry people? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. It, it comes out of the vineyard. It's, it's a very wonderful ministry. And the speaker was there, and he was this guy who was honestly talking about his life. And my mouth was hanging over because usually at church you don't talk about the deepest, darkest secrets. Okay? This guy was pouring out his heart. And then at the end, he had a bottle of water, just like this, all right, bigger. And he shook it, and he said, okay, here's some water that I prayed over, and um, if you come up, I'll, I just will anoint you with it. And I'm thinking, I, this is out of my grip, okay? I'm thinking, okay, I don't know. I don't know about this. Well, I, I'm friends with the pastor's wife. The pastor's wife gets up, gets prayer, and I said, okay, well, I'm going to go for it. I go up to him, and he lays hands on me, which is also was a new concept to me. And he and he had he had a little vision for me. He saw me as a tree growing, and he went on to describe it. And I thought, okay. So I went back and sat down in my seat. The next day, I had no symptoms. I knew something had happened. Okay, I wasn't depressed. You know, I was like, this is this this is God, you know. The light goes on. Right. So I pursued. I pursued it. I started looking for people that had experiences with the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Okay, this is God. I ended up going to a wedding of 300 people. 300 people. <laughs> we get sat next to, who is now a good friend of ours, somebody who happened to go to the vineyard, who was the Vineyard Church of San Francisco. <laughs> and we had this conversation, and boy, he, he just took us under his wing. Invited us to his church. Um, I started just to, to just really devour everything going on, um, the experience of the Holy Spirit with the Word of God just collided like this, you know, and it, and it just blew up <laughs> in my spirit, right? It was like an atomic bomb going off in, in me, and and it was just so powerful. I, I couldn't get enough of it. I, I couldn't, I just really, really could not get enough of it. And I was just devouring everything. And so, and God took really, really good, good care of me. Very, very good care of me. So, anyway, just, just a little story of how I was growing in my relationship with the Lord. Um, so... The two things that I wanted to talk about were two verses, because during this journey, and even now, it was really my relationship with the Holy Spirit. I didn't know much about the Holy Spirit, except he was called the Holy Ghost, and he disappeared. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, he wasn't talked about. Right? And I'm not, I'm not making fun of those little churches, okay? They didn't have grit, right? This is where they are. So, Holy Ghost, adios, you know, you're the third person or the third will. I'm just hanging on the Holy Spirit because nobody at my church could help me with anything I was experiencing. Okay, nobody. I, and not even my poor husband, you know. And he wanted to help me so much. But it was Holy Spirit. And Holy Spirit, I, I struck up this friendship. And Holy Spirit took me under, my, under his wing and he mentored me. The entire time, I had to learn how to listen to his voice. I had to learn um, 
You know, my brain, I got to tell you, my brain and everything I knew, and my heart and what was happening in my spirit was a bit special. Have you ever experienced that? You had something happen to you, you had nothing, nothing in your experience to validate, right? What's happening? That was happening to me. So it reminds me of that. Uh, you ever see that movie, Home Alone? Yeah. You know, a little kid, they go like this. <laughs> okay, that was me. That was me. Because I, I was at excited, but at the same time, uh, scared the mess out of me. You know, it just scared me. Because I, 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 couldn't, I didn't know what to do. Okay? I've been in control my whole life. And now, I was out of control. I was out of control. And how many of you know that when, when you are out of control, it is God. It is God. It is God. Who takes you out of the box. Because he wants you to go over there. Because he's going to be the only one you're going to hang on to. Yeah. Right? It's going to be anybody else. Okay. That's how it all grew for me. The Holy Spirit. Alright. Holy Spirit taught me these two things about verses. It's John 15, 26. And said, I will send you the advocate, the spirit of truth. He will come to you from the Father and testify all about me. Okay. So first of all, Holy Spirit was testifying about Jesus to me. I knew about Jesus, but the Holy Spirit was just telling me all kinds of things about him that I didn't know. He said, hey, let me tell you about my friend Jesus, man. He's the ultimate healer, you know? And he's just going on and on and on. And I'm like, you know, I, I didn't really know that. Yeah. Testifying. Right. Second of all, Romans 5, 5. And the hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit. Okay. Who pours out God's love? The Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit into our hearts. All right. Second part for me was... I was depressed, all right, because of all these things happened to me, I had to quit my job. This all happened in the first year of my marriage, okay? I go to marriage counseling for my husband, who was great, you know, and um, we, we switched churches, and, and I was going into this whole thing about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and, and I, I really felt a little low, okay? I'm to be honest to you. And I was still dealing with past hurts and pains, right? Holy Spirit would come at certain times and he would pour public love into me. I would laugh. I would weep. And I'd shake. You know? I mean, we call it carpet time. Back in the days of the renewal. How many of you know what the renewal is? Okay. For those of you who don't, it was back in the early 1990s that um, there was an outpouring of God's Spirit. It was uh, the Toronto, I think, church vineyard at that time. Um, and believe me, I got hit with it when I had gone in 92 or 93 to the vineyard in Anaheim, and I got royally hit by the Holy Spirit there. Wow. Royally hit. Um, so this outpouring, what happened was when you get in line, and you had like 500 people, I'm not kidding you, 500 people standing in line, on these lines, you know, and people praying for you, you get hit with the Holy Spirit. Now, you know, I, I, this is my experience. I'm not telling you this is going to be your experience, right? But this was my experience. The power of the Holy Spirit came upon me so much, I had to go on the ground. 
I went on the ground. Nobody prayed for me. And all this revelation of God's love started flowing in me. Wow. Okay? And, and I'm crying. And all these things are happening to me on the floor. On the floor, you know? I was only used to standing up when people prayed for me. <laughs> let alone on the floor. You see, this is all out of my grid. And I'm on the floor. You know, I got a bald spot back here because I'm rubbing my head like this. And I'm... I'm like, I want more of this. I want more of this. One hour goes by. It's like a minute. One hour goes by. I get up. And the next day, you know, there's you know, there's somebody in my life that I had tension with. It's gone. It was gone. That happened. Yeah, it was gone. God mercifully what he did was Sorry, I'm going to fix my earpiece here. Okay. God mercifully, what he did within one hour, he interhealed me, which would have taken me six months in therapy. So, yeah, 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 thank God. Practicality, I saved money. Deliverance. Deliverance. Thank you. Anything else? 
Redemption. Yes. Right. 
right, from when it comes to you as the intercessor and how, how it gets distributed to um, the person you're praying for, right? So we're going to be talking a little bit more about that. It's about length of time and ways to intercede, right? So, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Donna, you had a, a 
a little. Yes, do you want to come up and, and just? Can she use this mic? Uh, you can turn on. Go ahead. Okay. Hello. Okay. So Saturday night at Blazing Fire, we were doing some little postcards for the that they're going to take to Africa. Oh. Thank you. I don't want that pole in the shot. I have to. There you go, Donna. Thank you. Perfect. Okay. So we were doing these, these postcards. And, uh, <laughs> oh, okay. So Anyway, Anna, Anna has told me she's heard frequencies, mm. certain sounds. 
Certain sounds can be related to demonic, right? Certain pitches for her. Um, certain other pitches, she'll recognize that it, it is of the Lord, right? Oh, that's, that's here. Yeah. 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 Not that <laughs> okay. All right, doing good? Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. This verse I love. Okay. Acts 2, 1 to 3. Guys, you know it. On the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place, and suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came down from heaven and filled the whole house while they were sitting. And then they saw what seemed to be tons of fire that separated and came and rest upon each of them. Right. Two things happened to them, but they heard, they heard, and they saw. Now, um, for me, seeing happens within here. When I'm doing worship or I'm praying and I have my eyes closed, I can get senses or visions or impressions. And... Um, I know there are other people, and Anna, Anna has a, a very strong stereotyping that, that can see, you know, in this range. Some of you are like that. So sometimes when I'm in worship, I'm, I go to my friend and I said, is there an angel on the left-hand corner over there? You know, I need confirmation. They said, yeah, they'll describe it to me. He's got wings and he's standing really, really tall, you know, things like that. And this is confirmation, but... Um, they call it a seer gifting to you know to a certain degree too. But everybody sees in different ways. They see in God. And God will use that, right? Let's go on to feeling. Now this is mine. This is my strongest, strongest gifting that God moves in your sense. This feeling. It could be emotional or it actually could be sensing something. I'll I'll go up and I'll do a demonstration in a moment. And I'm touching somebody, okay, and I'm praying. And all of a sudden, my arm starts moving to the left side. I'm like, okay, that's right. So I'm praying and praying, and then it moves. And this, this really happened. And then I'm, I pray again, and it moves. And finally, ding, ding, you know, I said, um, do you have something going on with your left shoulder? Oh, yeah, it's been bugging me all week, you know? Now, it was, it was the spirit moving in the feeling where she had problems and she couldn't concentrate on our prayer or whatever. The Lord was using that. Um, emotional, I do a lot of crying and laughing um, when the presence of God comes in. Now, discerning what that is, you could be crying out of happiness, out of praise for God, or you could be crying out of sorrow, out of repentance, or feeling somebody's, you know, um, emotions, which I, I'm very much for me because inner healing is very much a big part of it. So when I'm praying for somebody, and even if you're not crying, I will start to cry because if you cannot release it, God uses me to release that, okay, so that He can get more enhanced in you. Alright? So don't be startled if I start crying. But then it could be because I'm just so happy to pray for you. <laughs> okay? <laughs> there, there's that too, right? For, for me. There's been times where um, I start feeling laughter because it's heavy in here. So I start laughing. Alright? And what happens? It breaks. Yes, it does. It breaks. It just, it just whoo, whoo, you know? Sometimes I, I well, <laughs> Holy Spirit, okay? Like an exclamation mark when I'm using it. When you hear me say, oh, 
kind of like to make a commission mark. Okay, just to let you know. Anyway, um, you know, or I'll step in somewhere and I said, this is not feeling good. You know, and I'll actually feel something. All right, and then the Lord will direct me how to take it off or to pray more of Him. So Anna and I are going to do a demonstration. Is that okay? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to need one volunteer. One, one lovely volunteer. Okay, Sandra. I would like you to come up. Okay, give Sandra a hand. Sandra, I'm going to have you stand. Do you want to stand? Okay, I'm going to have you stand over here. Okay. And um, Anna and I are going to do some praying. Anna will use her sensing gift, and I will use mine. Okay. Anna and I have ministered together for a long time, so we're kind of used to each other's strangeness. You know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So this is again just a teaching, especially for those of you who who've never experienced or seen it. All right. And we'll try to explain what's going on. Now some of you already know, but um, just for teaching, okay. Yeah. Okay, so Sandra, all you need to do is just stand there, okay, and just receive. We're just going to um, just pray for the Holy Spirit to come. Okay, Holy Spirit, we just ask that you would come right now and reveal what, what Sandra needs. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. Right here. Okay, Anna, I'm feeling something, and it's round, and it's about that high. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
what what's taking place is there's going to be this this cultivation of of fruit that comes forth from that place of weighing down. Yeah. Um, the second thing I saw as you were coming up here, I, I saw this white collar, and you know what it reminded me of was of um, back in the 1600s, the Puritans. You know, the, the big, wide, broad white collars, and I just I think it just speaks of your consecration. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I just I just agree with you, Holy Spirit. I feel it right here. Yeah. How she has given herself to you. Yeah, she's yeah. consecrated. Yeah. And the collar is really big. I don't know if you see that, but it's, it's quite broad. So, um, so Holy Spirit, you open the eyes of Sandra's heart and allow her to see her consecration as you see it. <laughs> as she wears it. I think you think it's pretty small, kind of like a bow tie, but it's really big. It's quite broad. You deserve it. Yeah. Yeah. He, he has seen how you have come to him. Yeah. Um, I think it speaks to uh, pastoral things you have. I 